It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. All right. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Lorian McGill. Welcome. I hope Hello. you enjoy my cold voice that I've had for almost over two weeks now. It's great. I love it. I know it's good for podcasting. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about, look, I shouldn't have, this is the first story that I've done that I'm like, I shouldn't have done this one. If it's what you told me you were going to do based on the timing, I did think to myself, you should really wait and do that in January, but I didn't say it. And I, yeah, uh, we're doing Rover and I really shouldn't do it because I'm about to use Rover. Tell the people what, are you going to tell the people what Rover yeah. is? Okay. Yeah. So Rover is a pet sitting app. You can book a person to stay over at your house to watch your pets, to drop in to watch your pets, anything like that. And so I will be using it over Christmas break. And I got to say, the dread that I have felt in my body because of this is not good. And I'll tell you why I can't like, like logic it away through have these you, stories. Have you met the lady yet? You haven't, right? I have. Oh, you we'll have? Talk about, yeah, we'll talk okay. about her at the end. Okay. But rover so it's founded in seattle god damn it seattle. i didn't know that right i know there's too many startups here it's one of that's the one of the things that it's a negative here too many startups too many tech I mean, people get out of here startups are good because that's where you get the most innovation that's where most of our like yeah like elizabeth holmes like the iPhone, most of our technology started either as a startup or was a startup that was later bought by a larger company because startups, the negatives of startups are things like, um, abuse of like employees. They're not getting paid enough. They're getting overworked or things like Elizabeth Holmes. They run a little bit rampant, but the positives are there's a lot more space and freedom for genuine innovation. I'm glad that you're here for the balance because I'm like, I hear startup and I'm like evil. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Startups okay. are the little guy. But some of those little guys end up being sociopaths. But that's going to be true of every... Do okay, you want fair. no new businesses ever? Well, we can't get into my view on capitalism now. <laughs> we okay. Just, we just have enough businesses. No new businesses. No, <laughs> no new businesses. They're all... Target's already here. We're good. <laughs> all right. So Rover is a part of a startup, a group of startups that emerged over the last decade and created marketplaces to connect individuals in need of a particular service with individuals who can provide the service on a gig by gig basis, which I think this podcast is just like me taking down one startup after another. I've done a couple at this point. Well, I think your issue is with gig contracting businesses, yeah. not just startups in general. Some startups yes, have full-time specifically employees. The gigs. The gig economy, the gig whatever. I don't like that. Um, now, since its founding, there has been a rival company called WAG. But even with WAG's competition, um, they don't compare at all to Rover. Rover completely has has not had any issues with WAG. And part of that that is because WAG's leadership 
has struggled to handle fundamental issues facing its business, including growth, customer service, and the safety of pets. So I'm just going to say it up top. If you're like WAG or Rover, I think Rover. Both of these companies are named really exclusionary. They're very dog specific. Like you, for example, are looking for cat sitter. Yes. So right off the bat, it just feels like they're really only catering to dogs. I'm just throwing cats in there. What if I have a ferret? What if I have a gross? What if I have a fish? (laughs) What if I have a really needy plant? I mean, let's start up that startup. (laughs) Just watering people's plants while they're yeah. and bringing in their mail. I would I kill them. Like that would be centers. better. I yeah. would definitely kill the plants. All right. Um, now, because of the pandemic, so WAG is not an issue. Another thing that's helping Rover was the pandemic. People had more, like, they got more pets during the pandemic. And so now. Helping them now. Need, yes. I was like, people need more pet sitters during the pandemic? No, no. no I'm with you now. No. So now it's benefiting them because people need more pet sitters for their pandemic pets as they go back out into the world. Um, and Rover has continued to eat, eat away at WAG's market share. They hold 95% of the U.S. share of sales compared to WAG's 5% in June 2021. Wow. Um, and then this November, Rover agreed to be acquired by private equity giant Blackstone for $2.3 billion dollars. So don't know what that's going to mean for the company long-term, but that seems good for them. Yeah. I, I mean, know. that's what they wanted, I'm sure. Well, maybe yeah. not because now they're owned by a larger company. I don't know. So um, I thought we would start with like, what it, what does it look like? What do you need to do in order to become a pet sitter before I start telling you a bunch of horror stories? Great. <laughs> um. So if you want to become a pet sitter on Rover, you have to pass a criminal background check, which references a sex offender registry, terrorist watch list, and the National Criminal Database. Those feel like good ones, but it has its own limitations because not all records are digitized. Mm. And also there's like a question of how often they do these checks, right? If I join... And then I do a crime. Are they going to catch that? Or can I just like fly under the radar? Is that, that's probably true of a fair number of jobs, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, Now Rover says sitter profiles are reviewed and approved by the company and they take a six question safety quiz, which I had to take a longer quiz when I wanted to work a part-time job in retail over the summer. Like in high school and college, like six questions. Yeah, that's crazy. Meanwhile, retail jobs were like, you're not answering these questions correctly. You're going <laughs> to let shoplifters shoplift. I'm like, I just trust people or am I trusting them too much? I don't know. What do you want? Wait, you trusted people too much? I specifically remember taking the quiz and being like, you can't say that everyone is not trustworthy. So I like changed the way that I answered the questions to like give them what they wanted oh so you didn't trust people but you were afraid that they would identify that in you no that's exactly what they were looking for yeah I figured that out like the second time I took it so they take their six question quiz yeah and then the sitters who apply for rover will receive approval within 24 to 48 hours 
That's so quick. Hey, that includes a background check. That's a really fast turnaround. Right? How do they do that? Um, so tell me, well, is that all they have to do? I have a couple questions about Rover before you get That's into it. the horror then stories. you get in, you're in. So when you use Rover, do you post, do you go in and like select a sitter or do you post what you're looking for and people apply and you select one? Great question. You go in, you pick the person that you want. So you don't post a listing like care.com where, okay. Right. Yes. So, and we'll talk about like what to look for on the app to help you get like better pet sitters. Okay. Okay. But um, the main point is there is minimal vetting, training, or oversight because workers are treated by the company as independent contractors rather than employees. And because they're independent contractors, the company can't really train them. They can't screen them the way that a normal company would. And so according to Miriam Cherry, a law professor at St. Louis University School of Law, who has studied corporate social responsibility in the gig economy, says, it is not a good model if you really care about wanting absolute good quality, knowing you're covered if something goes wrong. So let's talk about what can go wrong. Now, one thing that could happen, you have a pet sitter come over and you have some stolen property or damage. So we're going to talk about a man in Massachusetts who booked a pet sitter on Rover to look after his dogs while on summer vacation. They'd had success with the app in the past, so they met with the sitter ahead of time and they felt they could trust her to stay in their house and head it off for the week. And I will tell you this, with these stories, this is what's upsetting to me. They all like do the things you're supposed to do. They sure. meet up with them first. They fee- they do the check first to make sure that everything is good. And then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that scares me. So they go out, they leave for the week. Everything's fine at first. They saw the sitter on the cameras playing with the dogs, but then they lost connection to their secu- security cameras, which I am absolutely... Okay, remember our hidden cameras? I'm absolutely buying two hidden cameras because guess what? This story. <laughs> well, as we know, you can put them in just about anything. My question is for someone who has a house nice enough to rob, because actually for me, I would be like, suckers, what? Take what? What? <laughs> but, and has security cameras. It seems like losing the connection to the security cameras should trigger something with their security company. Like, it sounds like they're actually being monitored by a company, not just... That's a good point. Your hidden cameras, and then they would send someone out. But I could be wrong. Maybe they truly just did install cameras on their own. I just assume that if it sounds like they're the kind of people who would have like an actual yeah. alarm monitoring. It does kind of sound they do have a BMW. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that, but I don't know. It didn't, it wasn't clear. Um, that's true. We shouldn't feel bad for them because they should have. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> not what I meant I feel bad for them still no I know I know um okay so maybe they said who knows maybe they called maybe the security company called them and they were like yeah but we have a pet sitter there so I'm sure the house is fine yeah who knows but no cameras anymore and I this goes with your um theory that they're fancy they got nice stuff they have an app that shows their car's location 
And so they realize their BMW is not at their house and instead at a strange address. They had not given permission for the sitter to use their car and they left the keys in the locked master bedroom. Oh, okay. Because I was actually going to say I would move the keys, but they locked they the did master. That. They locked the primary bedroom. So, right. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. Um, so they sent a relative to pick up the car, but they couldn't find anyone to take the dogs. So they couldn't cancel the service. Who is this relative? Go take I the dogs. I don't know. I mean, this is a crisis situation. Take the dogs in the car. Put the dogs in a kennel at this yeah. point. Not yeah. ideal. But you can't have that person just still in your house. You find a good kennel. There are good kennels. You put the dogs in there and you get the person home. Yes, they will be fine. Yeah. They weren't Um, going for like six months. It was a week. Yeah. So they come home and he found $3,000 worth of damages. There was smoke and soot from a kitchen fire. Oh my gosh. Everything was ransacked. Closets and drawers were picked through. They also found a stored, on the stored surveillance video footage, which does seem like it should be like a security system. Oh, so it was still recording. They just couldn't connect to it anymore. They couldn't connect to it. We're going to find out why in a second. Um, So on this surveillance footage, they saw that the sitter brought three other dogs into the house. <laughs> and she brought a stranger who smoked on their house. Smoked... Smoked on their couch in went their up, house. He went up on the roof and smoked <laughs> on their house. And they were like, that's weird, but I guess it's fine. We're glad he smoked on the house instead of in the house. Do you think it was like something innocent like weed? Or do you think this is like for real, like they're doing meth on the couch? Um, I mean, gosh, who knows? <laughs> I feel like it would have said meth, right? That's I don't know. Headline. I want to know what it was. That totally changes the story, like the seriousness. Do you have meth? Damn it! Like, is there meth in your walls now? Is that how that is works? that how that works? Is it like cigarettes? I don't know. I don't want to be the meth expert just because I live in New Mexico. I'm so sorry. I put that on you. Thank you. Gosh, the nerve. <sighs> okay, I want to so go back said- really fast yes. and pretend like the only thing you told me was damage from a kitchen fire. Yeah. Forget all the other stuff because I could totally see myself Amelia Bedelia style going into someone's house to pets that accidentally causing a kitchen fire and like panicking, using their car for some reason. It just becomes this hijinks. Um, stuff is happening. Stuff's on fire. I'm throwing water at it. It was a grease fire. I forgot. I have to take their car somewhere. Oh my the dogs goodness. are barking, plus all these extra dogs I brought for some reason. You somehow, like, they were stranded on the road and you took right, them I in. because you're. Up. I love that we are spinning this. And, like, this is, like, the multiverse where she's, like, a decent person. Right. And who just and accidentally has a bunch of bad things happen while she's yeah. there. That's yeah. what happened to me. But yeah. then you kept talking and I was like, okay, well, she was actually just. Yeah. And it's going to get a little bit worse. Oh, no. Yeah, she's going to keep going. I'm sure she um, actually stole stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So she had used their car multiple times. And sometimes she left the dogs alone the entire night. Which, honestly, for the dogs, this is like the most tame story. So let's... Oh, I know. No, I know. The, so far, actually, the animal stuff has... They yeah. seem mostly fine, except yeah. there are, again, three other random dogs in the house. 
Yeah, and I'm sure like all attack each other. True, and I'm sure like a little kitchen fire wasn't like the best for like being calm and collected. Yeah. Um. So he, when he gets home, he files a police report, and he called again two weeks later after getting an alert that his debit card, which he discovered was missing from the house, had been used. Okay. They are rich because he left his debit card while he went on vacation. Who does that? His, yeah. Mm. Mm. So the sitter had used it, obviously, and she was charged (laughs) with larceny and credit card fraud. How much did she spend? Did you say? I was distracted Um, by the man who goes on vacation and leaves his bank card. (laughs) Was not, was not included. Okay. Well, it wasn't grand larceny. So pretend like I know what the dollar threshold is yeah i don't remember um so he also filed a complaint with rover and they gave him a refund for the booking and removed the sitter from the platform so she couldn't list her services anymore like wow bare minimum rover good job do they not i guess because they're contractors they don't have to have liability insurance for their employees yeah um yeah it's all on rover um but they also told him he would have to go through homeowners insurance first and they would cover whatever oh, wasn't, okay. was left over. Um, but Rover doesn't extend to losses covered by homeowners insurance. So he had to pay a $1,000 deductible. That's stupid. Yeah. So if you book a stranger on Rover, maybe your house is going to get ransacked. Or maybe your pets are going to be let out and be missing. Like for pet owner Nina Morgan. She was hesitant to leave her pandemic puppy, Zorro, for the first time with a sitter she'd hired from Rover. So to prepare, she interviewed a Rover sitter and did a trial run. She dropped off her dog, Zorro, and a friend's dog off together with the sitter for the day. And it went well, so she booked the same sitter for a five-day trip. Which, again, I don't like this. They're doing the thing. like They even did a trial run and everything was fine. Yeah. And that's what I can't like... Right, you want to be able to blame people for the bad things that happen to them. Yeah, sorry. I want there to be like signs that I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Right, I know. And I want to be feel better because like, yeah. <sighs> okay, so she's going <laughs> for a five-day trip. One day after she left, the sitter said her phone had broken and she was using her computer to send updates through the platform. Morgan wasn't being set fo- sent photos of Zorro which was not typical, but she'd been satisfied with the in-depth messages the sitter was providing. So here's my, this is a running thing that I think this is a takeaway. If anything, day one goes, like something goes wrong, security cameras don't work, her phone's broken and she can't send you pictures. Get back on that flight, go home, something is wrong. Maybe start with calling a friend and being like, can you pop by? I don't know if you... (laughs) She's calling again. <laughs> You're on a do not call list, but it's the kind of do not call list where you call 911 and they're like, don't pick up, don't pick up, don't, don't pick, pick up. up. She's at it don't again. Don't pick up. She's asking oh. about that sinkhole. <laughs> yeah. So I just think if anything goes wrong, they're like, oh, broken phone, any excuse like that, red flag. Don't trust them. Okay. So the night before Morgan was sent to re- set to return home, 
The sitter messaged her that Zorro had got, gotten loose while she was at her boyfriend's house more than an hour away from her home. So, like, not even where he's supposed to be. She's supposed to be at her, like, at the dog's house. She's not supposed to bring the dog. Oh, she took the dog house. to the boyfriend's yeah. house. I thought she meant he got loose. Like, she had left him at the house. And he got out. And he got out. So, Morgan, I'm imagining she's doing this on vacation. I can't confirm that, but this is what's in my brain. I imagine she's, like, on her computer at on her vacation in her hotel room, just, like, fucking hysterical, because that's what I'd be doing. She discovered, discovered through a local Animal Control's Facebook page that Zorro had gone, gone missing at the beginning of the stay, Ugh. and the sitter waited four days to notify her, all while providing fake updates. Now, this was written in 2021, and it said, four months later, Morgan is still searching for Zorro. Oh, no. I assume Zorro is gone. She feels little support from Rober, who included Amber Alert robocalls, flyers, and a $100 contribution towards a reward for finding Zorro. Um, but later on, only after another news story came out about a person lo- losing their dog because of Rover, they after- offered $500 toward the reward because they had offered that amount to the other pet order- owner oh. and not Morgan. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and Rover spokesperson David Rosenbaum in a statement for this story said, we feel terribly that some pet parents believe we've fallen short of our obligation to them. We'll continue to work hard to live up to our community's expectations. Fuck really you, Dave. don't prefer the term pet parents. I'm fine with other people who use it, but I think it's insane <laughs> in a formal statement like that. Also, don't say fucking pet parents and then, like, not treat it with the seriousness of people who call themselves pet parents, right? Like, if right. you, if this is your child... And you just lost their fucking child. Act like it, Dave. Like, you're just like, we're going to try to do better. It's a living thing that you just lost. Right, right. This is your fault. Zorro's blood is on your hands, Dave. (laughs) The The fake updates is like when someone gets murdered and then the murderer sends text messages from their phone and is like, I'm fine, but please don't contact me for a while. And no, we can't talk on the phone. And no, I'm not going to FaceTime you. I'm moving to Texas. The the sitter is like, Zorro can't talk right now. He's <laughs> he's good. He went away for a little bit to get some exactly. time to himself. Exactly. Now, we also have... Um, some like issues that can happen the worst kind which is mistreatment and neglect yeah and this was when i was like why did you do this to yourself you hate when fictional dogs die yeah why are you doing this to yourself so when jennifer lind left her german shepherd with a dog sitter from rover for a weekend getaway just a weekend she had no concerns the sitter had got had good reviews, had a dog of her own, and the sitter agreed to stay in her home for two nights, but her home security camera never captured the images of the sitter in the house. So Lind worried the sitter hadn't shown up, so she texted her asking if she was at her house. The sitter said no because she was having a movie night with her husband. Babe. What? Okay. You're right. Movie night is more important than the job that you just that you agreed are to do. Payment for 
right? So the dog had been kept in the bathroom. Oh. When the owner came home, the towel rack was ripped off the wall. The faucet was chewed up. Oh. Like seemingly like he was trying to get water. Ugh. And the dog developed a bladder infection. Oh. He baby. was fine. He did recover. But, oh my goodness. Grover refunded her for the sitting fee. But it's unclear if the sitter was removed from the app. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so a couple more things about like what 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 happens when these sitters do these awful things? Like how quickly does Rover respond and how quickly do they remove them from the app? So one pet owner said her sister sitter remained on the platform for months after her dogs were lost while in the sitter's care. Another owner whose dog died with no explanation under a sitter's watch said the sitter remains live on the platform. Um, part of the issue, because now we're getting into the legal stuff. So like, okay, something awful happens. What do you do? Well, Rover's got your hands tied from the beginning. Because when you sign up for Rover, you agreed to bring any claims against the company to individual arbitration, which is a process that keeps issues out of the court and prevents people from banding together right. to pursue per- combined cases, such as cl- a class no action class lawsuit. Action. Yeah. Um, and the only way you can like get out of this is if you explicitly do it with the written notice. And one of the issues is like, the numbers are very unclear, right? Like how often is this happening? What percentage of rover sitters are awful? Um, the part of the issue is that like, we really only hear about these horror stories by like local news outlets and others don't make it to the press at all. In some cases, potentially due to the company's efforts to tie payouts to non-disclosure agreements. So, for instance, in 2017, Colleen Nolan's senior blind dog, Mushu, he died while in the care of a rover sitter. The sitter was supposed to stay at Nolan's home while on a business trip, but instead the sitter took Mushu to her apartment, where the sitter claimed the dog followed the cat out the door under her balcony and fell two stories. The dog died in an animal hospital. Oh. I know. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're... I was... He's blind. I know, that's a terrible story. When you said the senior dog died in her care, I was going to be like, well... I pet sat a friend's dog once. It was like an 18-year-old chihuahua. And I was like, if you die this weekend, I'm going to be don't. so upset. She didn't. Good. That's fine. But there was a real, like... Yeah, concern. But this is no, this is totally that's totally different. Never mind. Like, oh my Never god, you're mind. shocked that the blind dogs right. like. So In a initially, new environment. Yeah, dude. Initially, Rover sent a message to Nolan apologizing for what happened, and offering to cover expenses associated with Mushu's death. But after what Nolan felt was a frustrating delay in correspondence, Nolan reached out to a Rover ex- executive to escalate the situation eventually she heard back and was asked to be and asked to be reimbursed for expenses totaling five thousand dollars a rover representative said that it would pay two thousand six hundred to cover the vet fees and aftercare in order to get the money though nolan would need to sign a release of claims and a non-disclosure agreement so everything's tied to non-disclosure another pet owner so she didn't take it then i don't think so 
because she's telling us this story. So right. yeah. Um, another pet owner, Joy Collier, whose two dogs went missing in like two of them. Like how? How? Two dogs went missing in late May 2020 while in the care of a sitter she booked through Rover had a similar experience. She said Rover offered $4,300 on the condition of signing an NDA after she started getting some local press attention about her lost dogs. So it seems like with, you know, a lot of these, you know, Airbnb, they they only will really pay you out, like give you more if you get press and attention. Right, right. Um, so according to Rover's terms of service, when people sign up, they agree to, to Rover having no liability for damages associated with services, quote, which may include bodily injury to or death of a pet. wild i know it's just like yeah they're just they're it's just another app that they don't really want any responsibility now how do we avoid a horror pet sitting story here are some things that may be helpful and maybe not because a lot of these stories the people did these things so don't hire someone based on price alone. Yeah. Don't get the cheapest option. That is probably not good. Um, you know, think about your budget, but don't don't go with the cheapest because that's probably not a, a good idea. Now, this article said to hire a professional pet setter who is insured and bonded. Um, liability insurance shows a level of professionalism for you, from your setter. Yeah, that and makes sense. Yeah, and, and a dis- dishonesty bond protects you of any stolen or damaged property and covers an illness, any illness or death to your pet. Um, so I did this because, obviously, I'm trying to find a rover sitter. I booked, well, I found one. We, like, planned a meet and greet. And then I read this, and I was like, fuck. So I Googled professional pet sitter. And, yeah, you can find them with just, like, a Google search. But I think, like... Everything else still applies. This applies to Rover and um, professional sure, pet sure. But yeah. if you can find a professional one, that's always better. Check the reviews. Yeah. Read, like, all of the reviews. Not just the good ones. I, like, find the bad ones. Because that will tell you what you need to know. Um, Now, this one, they said that when you sign up for Rover... Pet sitters can choose to upgrade their background check, which requires their social security number. So a third-party um, reporting agency can run like a, a better background check. Sitters who have gone through this process will have a badge showing a verified enhanced background check on their profile. So like you can choose just the sitters who have like gone to this extra step. I see. But here's the thing. I tried to find that on the one that I you met can. with and I didn't see any badge. So I don't know. It it's tricky too because I like the extra step, but also I understand if just because someone doesn't want to share their social security number doesn't necessarily mean that they actually have like a criminal thing yeah. that they're hiding, right? It just means they don't want Rover to have their social security number. Also, like maybe this maybe they've changed it. Like maybe this article is a couple years old and now it looks different. I don't know. Could be. Um always schedule a meet and greet before hiring someone. 
no shit, they did that. It didn't matter. Now, this is also a good thing to keep in mind, I feel like. Obviously, someone who's trying to scam you is going to pretend to be chill and normal for the right. meet and greet. of course. So I don't know how you avoid that, but... I mean, I think it's, you're right, it's less likely to catch the people who are actively trying to defraud you, but it, it will catch the people who are just, like, less invested, you know, yeah. so there, it is a good yeah. net. Yeah, um, and I will say, gosh, like, my parents used Rover once for our dog. I mean, it was fine. It was great. My dad, like, I was like, dad, you're so stupid. I love you, dad, but you're so stupid. He was like, <laughs> he told the girl, he was like, I'm take, I'm gonna like unplug all of the cameras inside just for like privacy. And I was like, no, dad, add more. Like, what are you doing? What? It was fine. But I was like, dude, don't do that. Don't be like my dad. Tell them <laughs> you have more cameras. Oh, no. <sighs> hire someone so this is i think more like if you go the professional route mm -hmm. hire someone who uses pet sitting software so software programs can store the pet's information gps tracking to see where the when the pet sitter came to your house and when where they walked your dog so i feel like i see this sometimes with people who like have the dog like have their dogs walked where you can like see the trail that they went on and stuff oh sure yeah also, my dad's idea is to get an air tag for your your I, pet's collar. My dog has an air tag on her collar. It's We're not. Doing. Apple will tell you not to do that just because they don't. They're like, it's not actually for pets. We're not actually like a chip. But so it's not like recommended use. But no, she has one on her collar. But we are not about the rec. We are recommending it because we know <laughs> we're basically Apple geniuses. Okay. That's us. Who, I mean, am I, I mean, their collars come off all the time. I don't care. It's going on for this I, when I'm gone. I am a little worried. They're kind of large. I have one on the dog. I do oh. not have one on the little kitty. <laughs> so I'm going to have to be creative in how it gets on them. Okay, got it. Um, Now, make sure the sitter has an emergency plan if they get sick or have a family emergency, which I think is just like an extra, you know, good step to take. Like, what are you going to do if a tsunami hits? totally normal no one's gonna look twice at you um, well and even you having a person in town who has a key to your place so that if they don't show up or they just stop communicating or whatever you can call like the person who had to go pick up the bmw for the rich the fancy people at the beginning right I if you needed someone to is. check in on your cats they could get in okay that's a smart idea, Lauren. I love where your head's at. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then search social media by the person's name. Yeah. And by the company name. That makes sense. Of course, Rover, you only get their first name and first initial. I'm last initial. And first initial of their last name. My brain is good. This cold hasn't like fucked it up at all. You just get their first initial. It's very this like spy. <laughs> Your your pet sitter's name is M, like James Bond character. Q. Yeah. I'm going to go deep dive and I'm going to try to find her later, but. Super normal. <laughs> I mean, this is what I've been training for. Um. Okay. So how afraid do we need to be? It's a great question. Now, I will say up top, 
technology has made it easier in a lot of ways for scammers and awful people to do awful things, right? Um, like, but it's not, this isn't just like, it's not getting more, um, I'm going to make claims that I don't have any evidence to back up. Great. It's not going to, it's not getting worse, right? Because of technology, like people have always been awful. It's just an access thing. Right. Reach, yeah. For instance, let me tell you an awful story. An aunt of mine told us, this was over the summer, I think. Oh no, this is when my grandpa died. She told us her parents who always had dogs, um, they once used their vet who offered like pet sitting services. So like, great. The, the, it's a vet. That's like, what other credentials do you want? So they used it for their puppy. And when they came back from their vacation, the pet said that the dog had died, but it later came out that the vet was selling animals to animal testing labs. Oh my gosh. I would not be like all of these stories. I'm like, I would have to like, I would not, the depression would set in and I would just be done with life. How awful. Wild. I know. So like awful people are awful. Well, and that's the double-edged sword, right? Is that more access to both good and bad pet sitters because the reach is more. You don't have to just be like, well, I guess we have to use the vet because we don't really know any other pet sitters. What are we going to do? Hang flyers. You have access to these people who are capable and can do the job. Yeah. Um, a note on, um, like the vetting of the pets or pet sitters, right? Like how, how afraid do we need to be about that? Um, one pet owner returned home early from vacation when the sitter told her one of her two dogs were, they were watching was found dead on the bathroom floor. And after the pet owner did an independent background check of that sitter and found charges for grand theft and fraud so the background checks that they're using again i i don't know if we can feel very good about that um and again they're not they're probably not doing it regularly it doesn't seem like it's that hard to pass i am wondering how this woman did an independent background check on this other person how did she get enough information to do an independent background check on this person if i hire a private investigator can they do it should I hire a private investigator? How much do you think that costs? They can find more stuff. A lot. Yes. They have access to databases that you don't have access to, certainly. Now, let's focus on the positive, maybe. More than 149,000 services have book- been booked. We're just going to look at one area, but like this has been said in a lot of different areas. I think if you look up wherever you live, you'll probably see similar numbers. In the Las Vegas area, over 97% of reviewed stays received five stars. So I think like generally speaking, that 97% I kept seeing in different cities. So probably most of them are fine. Yes. The, the horror stories are noteworthy because they're unusual. Right. And yeah. Now, but we have to end on not a positive. You don't have to. <laughs> it's me, though. So um, according to Jim Stanford, director of the Vancouver-based Research Institute Center for Future Work, says, there's no government regulation, there's no oversight, there's no accountability. So I wouldn't trust those apps as far as I could throw them. 
But look, so here's my rover journey that I've taken. I booked a meet and greet with this one person. I found one that was like, she had like over 200 reviews. She had five stars. She was quote unquote, a star sitter. Um, and she had had like 87 or like 97, like rebooks, like people who booked her again. So I was like, oh yeah, that's she out of all the people. I was like, this is this, she stood out immediately. Like I feel okay about her because like people keep coming back to her, right? Mm -hmm. I found one negative review. That was it. And it said that she canceled the booking like the day before. And she responded like, I'm sorry, there was nothing that I could do. And I was like, that's pretty, that guy can deal with that. That's fine. Right. But then of course I did all this research and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to kill them. They're going to get out. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to never be able to live with myself again. My poor babies. I can't go. I can't go home. I can't do this. I'm going to, I'm not going to enjoy my time at all. My body is all dread all the time. So she came Friday, a couple days ago, she came over and I was even like, what if it's not, I, I went, my brain went, I was like, what if it's a dude? What if it's not like the person, right? Like, I'm just like, if it's not her face, if her face doesn't match, don't let her in. Her face matched. It was fine. Um, And she was very, a lot of green flags, like, just immediately getting on the floor with the cats, like playing with the cats, saying hi to the cats. Just, you know, saying how cats are her favorite, talking about her pets, like talking about a lot of her clients. Um, and yeah, she was very much just, she was clear, like talking about how much she loves animals and how yeah. she like has cut back on work now and to like do this more and how much she loves animals and how she like takes care of like so many different animals. She takes care of a raccoon. No, that's a red flag. Mama. That's a green flag. So they cancel each other out. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And so I felt pretty good about it. The main thing was like, like I was telling her, you know, like, I like that the reviews say that you give photo updates like every yeah. day. That's great. Love that. And she's like, oh, yeah, let me show you what you're going to get. And she would like show me all oh, of see, these pictures. Good. And she like not only gives pictures, she like adds like she creates a whole scene. Okay, that's okay. really she cute. She has like stickers <laughs> and like makes like one of this them was like a princess <laughs> in like a castle. And I was like, I think you're I think we're okay. I think we're gonna be fine. She sounds and, great. And I yeah. think you're right that rebooks are a really good indicator on top of just a good review because people keep going back to her. Yes. So it's continued to be good. It's continued yes. to be positive. And even the fact that the only negative review was that she didn't do it. Right. And that she was, and that that didn't come up a lot. Also, she doesn't cancel right. all the time. It was right? one. I went through like all of them. Also, listen, look at all the stories you told me. What's the commonality? Dogs. They're all dogs. Nothing yeah. bad happens to cats. You're fine. Nothing bad. I, yeah, I'm always worried they're gonna get out. That's my biggest fear. But she was yeah. like, and I, I'm insane so I'm like telling her all these things that she needs to do and I'm like when you come in knock at the door so they scare they're scared and they run away from the door and then you can come in she's like oh great I can totally do that but I haven't no cats have gotten out yet and she like knocked on wood and I was like okay great so lovely I think minus the raccoon minus the raccoon but clearly that shows you how insane she is about animals and I like that that's a green flag for me okay that's good but yeah and and she was like okay so like the last thing I need is like a key. And I was like, is it okay if I get to it to you later? Cause I don't want her having it for like 20 right, days. Right. 
And she, like, I, I could kind of see on her face, like, you know, that girl thing where it's like, oh yeah. yeah, you don't want a stranger to have your key. She's like, oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, I'll meet you wherever. She's like, I can always come back. I'm not that I'll far. Like, blah, blah, blah. That's good. I think it's going to be okay. And if it's not, then this will serve as really good foreshadowing. Um, no, it's going to be fine. <laughs> what is um bringing, nope, what is making you anxious, Lorian? Well, I had a couple, but the one I picked because you said that having a broken phone on day one is a red flag. So earlier <laughs> this week, my phone broke. And so Tuesday night, my phone just stopped connecting to cellular data. It just was like, you have an issue. And when I went to my data, it would say you have an issue and I would click it and it would say you should probably schedule an appointment. So I honestly, it was right before bed. So I just went to bed and was like, it'll work in the morning. And it didn't. So the next day I scheduled a genius bar appointment for after work. And then I did a bunch of troubleshooting in the middle, but I thought I better have this appointment in case it still doesn't work. So I did a bunch of things that didn't fix it. And the last thing I tried to do was restore the phone altogether. And that turned it into a brick. So I couldn't even, because before I was able to still use it on Wi-Fi. Yeah like an iPod touch, right? I could get iMessages. I could listen to music, whatever. Now it won't even turn on because it says it can't activate. So I take it to the Apple store. I drive, it's like 40 minutes away. It's not that far. Other people drive a lot farther because it's the only one in the state, but I still had an attitude about it. Um, And then, you know, you're going to get there and you're going to have to wait. And well, I would have been willing to wait, but actually it was like six o'clock. She looked at it. Mm. She said, we have to replace the whole mid system and we can't get it done tonight. So you're gonna have to come back tomorrow and just like live your life without a phone yeah so she asked me at one point she's like so did you want to leave it tonight so that we could fix it and I'm sure she's required to ask me but I was like yeah it's worthless I said to her I was like it's worthless to me I don't want to take it so I leave it I'm grumpy um the radio is terrible I can't even remember the last time I've listened to the radio And my car doesn't have, not that I have tapes or CDs anymore, but my car doesn't even have a tape deck or a CD deck. It has CarPlay for my phone. I, so I listened, the radio is like 60% ads and 40% the same three songs. So I listened to the radio. I did, after I left the Apple store Wednesday night, I did go across the street to California Pizza Kitchen and eat a pity pizza because I was like I'm down here and eat a pizza that's what pizza's for it was delicious the waitress called me miss every time instead of ma'am and I was like extra big tip for you thank you so much um, so then the next day I had to drive down there again and I picked it up and it's fine and it's working now but that was really um inconvenient and I learned nothing I'll continue to be attached to my phone all the time I wasn't like what a refreshing thing not to mostly I was just like what do I reach for when I'm bored right what is this radio thing? So, yeah. What's, what's I'm glad making... it's okay. Yeah, it's fine now. That's a pain. I have Apple Care, so thankful that I didn't have to pay for it, you know. But, yeah. What's making you anxious? Other than the Rover. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I feel like, so for us, it was just Thanksgiving. And I feel like Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where it's, like, not long enough of a break. And it just, like completely ruins the next like two weeks for me totally like i like you know i have good intentions i'm like i'm gonna get ahead on things so then when it's over i feel good that never happens so then i'm scrambling right so then like this week i've just been very overwhelmed i'm like i have too many things i don't have enough time uh 
and look it's been fine for the most part like I've been making it work but it's just that feeling of like gosh I had like two like three days of like doing nothing and now I'm paying dearly for it and I don't like that no I don't like that either yeah um what is bringing you joy then I am going to see Hades Town this coming week at the National Tours coming through, and I think it's going to be really good. It's a really cool show. I'm excited. It's about uh, Orpheus and Eurydice, the the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice and Hades and Persephone, but it's set in kind of like the French Quarter. The music is very jazzy and bluesy and. Can you remind me what happens to that dude again? Because yes, yeah. so Orpheus is the bard. He makes beautiful music, and he meets Eurydice, and he falls in love with her. And his song is supposed to like bring back spring, because remember Persephone is it's winter, so Persephone is in the underworld with Hades, and Eurydice gets bitten by a snake on I think their wedding night and dies, and she goes to Hades, and then Orpheus is so lovelorn and sad that he follows her down there and Hades says you can take her but only and you can lead her out but if you You turn back and look at her at any point she stays here forever and they almost make it out they're so close and then he looks back and she is dead forever I remember now so it's kind of a bummer of a myth but the musical should be really good (laughs) and it's I don't know it's always fun to see a show during the winter it feels Christmasy even though it's not a Christmas show um, and then on Saturday, so seeing Hades Town on Thursday, and then um, like a year ago or a couple years ago, they did a pro shot recording of Waitress with Sarah Bareilles as the lead, and that's going to be in theaters for five days. And so Lee and I are going to go see that at the movie theater. So cool! That's going to be fun. Love What's it. bringing you joy? Um, well, because I felt so overwhelmed, and because I have this cold that refuses to go away, I think I'm going to take off tomorrow good like I there also this week like there were multiple days that I'm like I would have absolutely taken off today but I couldn't because I was like being observed by my supervisor and I'm just like hacking and like coughing and sneeze like blowing snot out of my face constantly I'm like this is really cute I love this so I think I'm gonna take a day because I don't like teaching I don't think helps get you better I think it actually makes it worse (laughs) So I'm going to actually, yeah, I think I'm going to take a day and I'm not going to care and it's going to be great. And I'm going to drink all of the tea and hope that that will somehow cure me for Tuesday. And also the show Murder at the End of the World. Still on my list. I haven't watched it yet, but. Very good. Like every episode, I'm like, there's a new moment that I'm like, oh my God, what? (laughs) And then the episode's over and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad. I have to wait the next week. I love it. But yeah, it's fun. Like a true primey kind of deal with also like an Elon Musk guy. It's great. Excellent. All right, then the world can be a scary place. Don't forget to take a deep breath. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore anxiety pod. We'll talk to you next week.